Hello there, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Well, first of all, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Best of Worst of British podcast. I am your host this week. I am Michael Bell, but I can't be on my own, can I, boys and girls? To my left is... Hello. This is the voice of Thomas Hopkinson. And over to the right. I object to outlawing upskirting. Oh, no, that to the right. <laughs> this is Lorcan Mullen. Lovely way there to carry on the introduction. And well to done. establish what around what time this was recorded compared to when it's released. <laughs> this week we are looking at a film from 1978. I think when people hear that you're going to do a podcast about bad British movies, it's, it's sort of a requirement that you have to do a film within... I would argue the biggest franchise until the Marvel Cinematic Universe turned up. I'd like to know of another series that cre- re- released this many films at this rate as the carry-ons. Um, this was the 30th film released in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe not knocking them out at such a rate, but the James Bond films, I think, would, I would argue were more popular. More popular, but I'm just saying at a, at a churning out rate more quantity than Quantity over quality, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just on a quantity no. level. <laughs> Because this film definitely is not fucking quality. Well, the clue is in the bloody title. They're best of worst. Yeah. But if if we just so... watch good films, we go, yeah, it was good, that one. To put things in perspective, right. there were so many carry-on films that the previous film that came out in the series before this one was a clip show. Yeah. They released a clip show as a film <laughs> we of all the previous carry-ons. But I guess it was before the days of DVDs and everything. So for a lot of people, they wouldn't have been able to see most carry-on films mm. since they were at the cinema so it would almost make sense but imagine that releasing a clip show film just a compilation like like if they did that for like the fast and furious franchise just one time dominic toretto and the rock gets stuck in a lift <laughs> like hey remember when we did this <laughs> what, we're, what we're saying is episode 15 we're doing a clip show <laughs> <laughs> But we're not a clip show now. This week's episode is Carry On Emmanuel. When they introduced Concord, it went with a supersonic bang. So imagine the kind of bang there's going to be when the world's sexiest sex symbol carries on with the whole Carry On gang. It is not nice to peep through keyholes. Why? Oh, don't be shy, shall I? I'm not shy, I'm circumspect. Snow White makes the incredible shrinking man. <laughs> oh, but why me? You can have Tom, Dick or Harry. I don't want Tom or Harry. Not since the Keeler affair or Watergate has public interest been so aroused in the affairs of state. I refer, of course, to the case of Madame Emmanuelle Prevert. Bullshit. Yes, Emmanuelle stands for everything French. But she prefers a more comfortable position. Oh, Emmanuel, you're making it very hard for me. I must get some stronger elastic. Me My name is Lyons. I prefer Lyons. Tell us what the butler saw. Take a look at this. It's a beaut, eh? Incroyable! I've never seen anything that big. I'm determined to go out with a bang. That's exactly what I had in mind. I've met this wonderful girl. Don't be silly. There's no such thing. I think I'm in love. Oh, nonsense. You're far too young. I'm 34. 
and a half. Old or young. Singly or by the dozen. Emmanuel is the best sport ever to play on the carry-on team. Not with an entire football team. No, I'm a rugby man, mate. Different shaped balls. She's friendly with all sorts of people in high places. And the higher the place, the better she likes it. My goodness, what are you doing there? I'm looking for a weapon. Oh, you won't find one here. Peter Rogers and Gerald Thomas add a dash of French undressing to good old English relish in the sauciest carry-on of them all. Carry on, Emmanuel. We'll cut it there, okay? It's live? What the idea was that? 1978 this came out, and it really is obvious as you watch it how times are passing this series of films by. And there's a good reason this was the last one until they made an aborted attempt in the 90s with Carry On Columbus. Yeah, 14 years it was left to rot and then dragged up. They, they like to consider it hibernate. <laughs> Shall we start? Yes, absolutely. Perfect. The opening scene, it's on a plane. The most Ooh. 70s airplane you can find. They're on Concord, nonetheless. <laughs> Concord, of course, looks like a cock. The interior looks like some sort of living room back in the 70s. Like, it's all sort of... I think that's what they tried to make, especially first-class parts of uh, airplanes look like back in the day. I think. I'll be honest with you. You can find Concord, so I can't tell you. No, that's no, true. God rest its soul. Let's have a moment of appreciation for Concord. The HS2 of its time. Yep, that's enough. Oh, no. No, that's a sore subject. Why would you bring that up? It's like in water or What the fuck's wrong with you? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> so we got... <laughs> So we're on the plane and we can see a sexy passenger. We can tell that by the music. So this is as close as... saying that she's love crazy. <laughs> like I said, yes, as far yes, as cinematic universes go, this is as close as you almost get to a crossover. This is the smutty equivalent of Frankenstein meets Dracula. With the idea that you insert this popular character of Emmanuel into the carry-on world. To give a bit of historical context, Emmanuel was a character... It was kind of the Fifty Shades of Grey of its time. Okay. It was, I can uh, take that on board. It, it was basically during that whole sort of porn liberation of the 70s. Yes. Like, films like Deep Throat, Behind the Green Door, that sort of thing. Debbie I Dust know Dallas, too much about porn. It was Debbie Does Dallas one <laughs> I of I think that's roughly around that time and area. Like, that, honestly, honestly like, movie stars attended premieres of some of these things. I mean, it was Burt Reynolds, and like he would have done it if it wasn't the, <laughs> the dumb thing to do. It was just there. Great scene with the premiere. At the premiere? It's just my <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> Like, even Roger Ebert wrote reviews for some of these films. Yeah, like, that's the thing. The, the, the cues to go into these films were, like, lining down the block. Deep Throat has, like a, like, a profit level that only Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity can match, yeah. really. It made huge stars out of some people. <laughs> and so, Emmanuel was the European art house equivalent of that mm. uh, film that actually reveled in its X-rated nature... And that's where I think this film falls apart because it thinks it's a logical thing to bring them together, but I actually think it exposes the weaknesses of both sides. I mean, there's plenty of time for that. So far, yeah. we've seen a sexy lady on a plane. Yeah. For more <laughs> manual knowledge, go on Wikipedia. A first time, not, all... not a part of the regular carry-on repertory company of actors. So yeah. we see sexy Emmanuel, and she's sitting down on the plane. She gets the male flight attendant all hot and bothered when he comes over by placing her limp hand on his upper thigh. 
Not particularly sexy, but he basically comes. Um, beg to differ. <laughs> yeah, for some of us that will be all of them. Yeah, <laughs> just just even the, the idea of a notion of a glance. <laughs> That'll do me. I mean, this the woman, concept of a stare. <laughs> this, woman, this woman has a perm that even Kevin Keegan would think was a bit much, but she's still a very glamorous looking lady. Who the theme tune is very keen to tell us is love crazy. She's yeah, love crazy. She's going to fuck that's you. Quite an incongruous sort of disco track, but not really it's quite it's catchy it's like the, though it's yeah. like the Osmonds do disco or something like that <laughs> it, it, is it almost on the tune yeah. of Jive Talking yeah there's a bit of that love crazy Jive Talking yeah it is basically that's just blowing my fucking world wide open so Emmanuel is looking across the aisle and she sees a man Right. he looks a little bit nerdy but other than that it took me a few seconds to realise he's wearing headphones and listening to something it looks like he's wearing a stethoscope. Yeah, yeah, that was like yeah. old fashioned. I guess it was the earliest days of headphones. Yeah, these this bit isn't important. <laughs> what is important is that this is along the lines of, say, something like um, The Bullseye that we've watched before, yeah. a film yeah, yeah. where they present an attractive woman as a nymphomaniac. I mean, yes. she will fuck. But but that's, anything. That's her whole character. That's yes, the point that of is. It. I, I don't, that, I've never seen Bullseye was objectionable because it was yeah. just any attractive woman. Is that's what women are yeah. like. Whereas like, this, this is what, she's this playing a sex magic. Yeah, like. yeah. This is what Emmanuel is like. This is basically what Lars von Trier spent two films trying to talk about. I don't get that reference. <laughs> yeah, it's better for you not yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> so she looks across the oh, looks across the aisle at the man. He looks a little bit nerdy. He's listening to his music, but she kind of. Stares at him and beckons him to join her in the toilet. We know what goes on in yeah. there. So she's. And I think there. that's a reference to the Emmanuel movie. There's oh, like, okay. Like, so are we right? That's a scene in the Emmanuel film. Oh, okay. Are we right to assume at this point that she is actually love crazy? She's love crazy. Okay, just check it. No I'm, 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 not lie. I'm just going to check up occasionally just to make sure that she still love crazy. Okay. okay. Right. Well, the music only kicks in about twenty times, so you know. Yeah. What, what what music? She's love crazy. She's love crazy. Cool. Yes, she okay. is. He joins her in the toilet, but he gets suddenly scared when he starts to, when she starts to undress him because he's, he's a nerd. So nerd. Nerd. He gets really scared when she's undressing him and then starts calling out for his mother. Yeah, I'm never quite sure what age he's supposed to be. I wonder if he's but, meant to be. No, like they say 34, they do say later. Do they say 34? Yeah, I was wondering if it was like another one of those ones where he's like, played by an actor in his 30s, but the character's actually only meant to be like a naive 17 year old or something like <laughs> We've that. We've had a lot of that know? in this series. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. just British and repressed. Yeah. yeah. We've had a lot of that. So she goes to give him a blowjob, four minutes eight into the film. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if this is the first carry on film to actually feature some genuine fucking. It's not really. Well, yeah. She just bet. She just goes down to her knees mildly well, and then you, see, then you see his jumper that's it's the thing that I think will upset fans of Emmanuel that went to see it because Emmanuel was famous for including like not necessarily like there's, if you want to go on the Wikipedia article bloody hell they go into all sorts of details <laughs> which film you'll see what it's a good read but there's like um, like some people are upset when they catch it and there's no penetration like this it's not even that you yeah, know yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. and that's where I think it's the problem is like people who watch carry on films expect one sort of level of sexuality People watching Manuel want another different level of sexuality, and neither is satisfied with what they see. <laughs> the virtual sexuality, perhaps. No! Fucking. I liked it. Tom's, yeah, one, of, one of Michael's top 10 films of the year. Wow, great distraction, Chaz. <laughs> nice diversion. That's the one. She's done the blowjob, and they're now in the check in. 
Which leads to a debate about EU citizenship. Racist! Yeah, it's, so well, racist. it's the EEC. I think, again, because it's with a, a, the first of several Indian actors, we will see. Is isn't this like the same actor? Who was in, like, um, it ain't half hot, Mom. No, 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 he was uh, the one where he's, uh, and he teaches from a teacher of English. What? Oh, please, sir. Is that yeah, it? I'm, I'm fair. Bonjour, la place, or is that? No, that was a 90s sitcom. Yeah, please, sir. I'm pretty sure he played a, a, an Asian gentleman in that as well, who hilariously misunderstood things about English and Britishness. But, they, you know, he says, I am a British citizen, and that's like a laugh line. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah, brownie-faced yeah, yeah. Indian British citizen. Very... Look what he's wearing, you know. He's <laughs> not one of us. This is very uncomfortable, this bit. Again, a sign of how the world was passing carry on by. This wasn't, you know what I mean? True. It's another sign of why this was the second from last carry on film mm. ever. Because the culture and the world that they lived in and that the Ukipper wants us to return to. I mean, this <laughs> is, was, wasn't this one of the first carry-on films after the death of Sid James as well? So it was like... I know Sid James like hosted the previous clip show movie. Yeah, I think he died. So, I don't know if he died. If he died from suffocation stuck in that lift. Whilst <laughs> wins, uh... I remember, remember when we were camping and your bra fell off? Oh. <laughs> Great times. Get him out of No, seriously, get him out of Keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, the Indian guy at the desk wants to know her intentions and what she's doing here. She, they tell her, um, he, she tells him that she's there to meet her husband. And they then have a debate about what her intentions are. Mm. It gets a bit Brexity. Well, he does mention the EEC. That's what they mention. Uh, I think this was around actually no seventy five was when they had the referendum to get in. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's a fairly new thing for Britain at the time. Okay. So I guess they're already blaming that on the Brexit. Forty years to fuck it up again. Yeah. But this bit basically it's just establishing that she's there to see her husband, uh, and she gets out of any sort of interrogation by flirting her way out of it essentially. Yeah. So. Oh, along the way, we have a very um, good, important, impotent joke. So, well done there, the writers. That's a, that's a good one. She gets a carry-on. Like Noel Coward and Oscar Wilde before me. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a cab over to uh, the husband's place, and it, her husband is Kenneth Williams. He's playing not... the French ambassador. Yes, she plays So it's Kenneth Williams trying to do a French action. And he's wow. got his bum out. So, you know. Yes, yeah, quite go. impressive bum. I've seen far too much Kenneth Williams' arse now to last me a lifetime. Oh, mm. you're saying you've not got a fan of my bum, are you? Kenneth Williams is just fantastically fun to... <laughs> oh, yeah. You just flare the nostrils up and yeah, merchant. That's the thing everyone knows, you know. Yeah, like yeah. when you think Carry On, your first one you'll think of is Kenneth Williams, probably. There's I, Kenneth I Williams, doing... Sid James, and the fellow with the specs, and and, and and the boobs, and the boobs. and and Barbara Windsor, and, and, yeah, yeah. and Patty Jenkins, yeah, yeah, John Simmons. That was it. But I think Kenneth Williams more than anyone embodies. I think he was in the most. His, his O's, yeah, I was. And he's playing a... fuck all for those films. <laughs> oh yeah, he got like six grand for the last one. This is not Robert Downey Jr. getting a percentage no. deal <laughs> as it goes on. I'll take some of the merchandise and write yes. Oh yes, yes. Get some of those postcard residuals. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The idea of him properly trying to negotiate. I want to 2.5% of the gross domestic. I'll take some of the overseas. <laughs> so, you, you, 
you were there. One was being the agent, one was being Kenneth Williams. You can't both be Kenneth Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone around Kenneth Williams ends up just assuming yeah. his voice. You can't time. help it, you just have to do it. Kenneth's getting knighted. It's like, oh, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, you're hired. Oh. It's like I imagine, I imagine Michael Sheen just slips into it every so often. Fantabulosa. <laughs> Kenneth, I just asked if you want a cup of tea or not. Bloody hell. <laughs> Two sugars, but I'm freezing after them. Mm, yes. uh, anyway, what are we doing? To be fair, we're not actually doing the, the actual Kenneth Williams. It's a bit more like this. It's a bit more high strung and nasally more than that. I'm doing more of the uh, just a minute Kenneth Williams, if you were to allow me to do such thing. Yes, I allow it. If I would speak a minute about Kenneth Williams, it was that he was the flared nostrils of his time, waiting for anyone who came within a moment's notice of his voice to hey. hear. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Don't ah, Jesus! Deviation! This is going to an episode of Don't Be Dirty. <laughs> right, so the husband, Emmanuel and Kenneth, they're reunited and they're very happy to see each other. So Kenneth Williams is playing a heterosexual man throughout this film. He is indeed. Yes. Yeah. I'm as surprised as you are. Popping up with... Just double checking. Kenneth, she still loves crazy. She still loves crazy. She's she's crazy. Yeah, she's a quick, quick little check in there. Uh, Kenneth Butler, he goes in to take the coat of Emmanuel, but she forgot she wasn't wearing a dress. Oh, those oh. French. Always <laughs> flapping their flesh around. So the she second must have been freezing. It is Britain, after all. She was yeah. wearing a big coat. Yeah, that's true. And she went from airport straight to a cab to the house. Yeah. It's yeah, I don't know the uh, the air conditioning of Pinewood Studios, but I mm. assume for it to be quite chilly. Emmanuel uh, immediately tries to seduce Kenneth the second they get in. But he's finding excuses, like he's got to work out, or... You know, he's bumping iron! Or he's homosexual. Um, she says it's been a long time, and she grabs at, grabs at his crotch. And we get our first, oh, Kenneth Williams face. The ambassador staff butlers are trying to spy on what's going on in the room, because they can hear suspicious things. Yeah, it's sort of an upstairs, downstairs. Yeah, I've seen his upstairs and his downstairs, too. Uh, so the, spot, the butlers are trying to look through the keel and uh, they are spying to see what's going on. <laughs> the second you say through the keel, all I can imagine is Lloyd Grossman. Who lives in an embassy like this? <laughs> There's a lot of smell of sex around. <laughs> and for some reason, some whites, but no one seems to have any muscles. We then get line of the film. Emmanuel is continuing to try and seduce Kenneth. I will make love to you if it's the last thing I do. A bit creepy. I know. long for those words. <laughs> <laughs> we see the nerd from the plane. Nerd! Nerd! And he is back in his overprotective mother's house. I feel like this is a, the carry-on films one of the few times they're ahead of their time, predicting the toxic geek culture environment <laughs> that we live in today, with the behaviour of this man throughout the film. Oh, this guy is almost incel level. <laughs> oh, he's the, he's the first incel, I think. <laughs> he's, he's there on his typewriter, you know, just there's endless letters. You know. Dear Emmanuel, you will make me love... Yes. I must have you. Um, I think is, is Probably she still furious up? at the sight of two Indian actors in this film. It's a sign of the social justice warriors trying to infiltrate our beloved carry-on films. <laughs> she's the heroine because she's liberal with sex. I don't like this. A woman in the title role? No. Women title roles? Women title roles? That feels very forced, but I'll go with it. I'll go with it. it. (laughs) Just quick, um, is she still love crazy? Yeah, Yeah, she is. Yeah, 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 just a quick check, yeah. 
So uh, the nerd, nerd. <laughs> I love his nerd. It's like it's like someone's got a little tally of love crazy, not love crazy. He's got <laughs> yeah, one, two, I've, three, I've got four, check. five. <laughs> I've got to be sure. You got to check love crazy and. Mm. <laughs> he's a mummy's boy. And uh, mum, he's trying to explain how he's not met somebody. Uh, he's, yes, explain, yes. he's explaining to his mother that he's met somebody on the plane and how wonderful. The mum is not happy about this. He's saying he wants to marry her. Bloody hell, man. You get one plane blowjob and now you're whipped. Get a grip, man. Whee! I should be on the writing staff with gold like that. So Emmanuel is now being taken around a cab trip around the sites of London. Which is probably the worst green screen I've ever seen. Oh yeah, uh, it's pretty terrible. And there's the driver who's basically performing pun-based stand-up on his own and laughing at his own jokes. St. James is dead. Uh, yeah, yeah. St. James too. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do. So he's going around just being really creepy and... It um, works. It does, yeah. <laughs> and he's perving the mirror. She's wearing quite a low-cut sort of dress and he's like staring at her bomb and stuff. Uh, and he's trying to insist on reminding well. Her dress is so low cut he can stare at a bum. A bum, yes. That is a low cut dress. <laughs> Someone argued that's just a belt. She's <laughs> not wearing a dress. <laughs> uh, and he's trying to get Emmanuel to sit up front in the passenger seat. She, she like transports us. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Teleports yeah, yeah. over to it. Yeah. She then, um, when she's in the front seat with him, she performs her limp hand on the thigh trick. And he, again, instant cum. <laughs> Instantly comes. Uh, I don't People know weren't she... having sex in room at that point, so <laughs> just a very limp hand on the leg. <laughs> oh god! Again, that's more than I can hope for. Right <laughs> oh, um, while well, I've got a second, yeah. is she still love crazy? She oh, is, she's yes. love crazy. Brilliant. Okay, not jotted down. <laughs> I uh, this four nil. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Patrick. No, we'll, we'll have uh, Is She Love Crazy to mm, so it's 4 2 at the moment. Okay. Mm. I look away at this point to open a can of Pepsi, and when I turn back, Emmanuel's getting her norks out. Uh, <laughs> and she's getting them out at a beef eater with a big hat. Yeah, yeah, because oh, yes. she decides she wants to uh, see the changing of the guard. Basically, the driver then to- tells her about how they're not allowed to like change their demeanour, or they're not allowed to laugh, or, or to do anything. And she goes, well, well, we'll soon see about that. So she decides to um, flash him. Gets well, a, we gets don't even a see out. her knocks, do we? we no, see, like, she's, 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 she's taking off a coat and yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then she sort of flashes her ass and she takes the knickers off and sort of dangles them at him. Mm. He's not interested and she walks off and then... You think it's because he's being a professional? Yeah. Yeah, that's here's the think. problem. I knew where this joke was going about three... What did say? Three years ago? Yeah. Tom predicts their jokes. But there was about about ten seconds into the joke where he just wasn't reacting. I sort of knew. Carry on. I know where this is going. So, yeah, the guy's being very professional and she's in what goes off in a bit of a huff. Well, he didn't look at my yeah. toppence. Uh, or Norks. Uh, gets back in the car and then we see uh, a man so camp Kenneth Williams like now come on dear <laughs> <laughs> put it away love. putting it on yes. this now aren't you I mean you've got to think about it you've got to use a bit of subtlety like I do when I work with Lawrence Lee <laughs> subtlety from Kenneth Williams <laughs> And then he walks past. I've been, I've been studying the works of this Robert De Niro chap that's been coming along. I've been working with a gentleman called Scorsese. <laughs> so the uh, gay gentleman walks past him, winks, and says, Hello, Docky. And the guard is very <laughs> turned on by this immediately, just so you can tell. Just I'm surprised, given how much of Carry On is traditionally based around Kent Williams and, and Joe's. Is this them trying to be just... progressive? I don't. I guess maybe it's more than. It's someone being explicitly gay. I guess. Whereas yeah, the joke yeah. always was that Kenneth Williams acted so camp, but he always played 
straight characters. Yeah, but yeah. the joke was he probably wasn't actually that way inclined. He was repressed. Whereas now we're entering the almost getting into the eighties and everything, and it's been long decriminalized. I mean, it wasn't legal when the Carry On films started to be gay. But now I guess we are getting, even if it is a really camp guy going hello, literally saying hello, hello ducky. ducky. <laughs> it's another sign yeah. that just the world was passing is carry it, on. Is by. it them going, look, we've got a gay in it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and we haven't stoned him or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Gays can have sex now. We're disgusted by it, but they can. <laughs> well, I remember they showed a BBC news report and they were in like a gay nightclub. And the, and the narrator, and this is like, Neutral BBC news reporter. Yeah. To many of us, this site is disgusting. Really? <laughs> <laughs> them, aren't they vile? <laughs> they can't live the happy life I'm not allowed to live, so... <laughs> Look no. at them enjoying themselves. They disgust me. <laughs> Carefree, young, full of hope. Fuck them. <laughs> and they're gay. They're gay? <laughs> 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 just like, tap them on the shoulder. Excuse me, would you consider yourself love crazy? <laughs> well, Emmanuel still considers herself love crazy in case you were about oh, to Brilliant, ask. thank she you. Always oh, love crazy. Draw that down on me and she is being love crazy back at the ambassador's house where they got a big ambassador evening. Um, oh, but, yeah, it's like loads of, like, the um, yeah. just, just old white dudes. Yeah, this is the point where the Ferrero Rocha comes out. Yeah. One of the white what? dudes, the US ambassador, Yes. Um, played by the uh, character from Faulty Towers, that keeps yes. Ward off salad. Yes, I thought so. The American guest on that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the, the character name or the actor. But it's Ward yes. off salad, man. That's what his name is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kenneth Williams is embarrassed by Emmanuel because she's seeing a see-through dress. And um, that's not what you wear for ambassador. <laughs> and of course, there is, there is, I, I would say it's important point, man, but there is one Arab gentleman with affairs. Mm-hmm. They have to have affairs. <laughs> yeah. Actually, all the Indian, like, Arabian people have some hat of descri- some description. Both yeah. the Indian gentlemen have turbans, although not the beards of a yeah. Sikh, so I'm not The American sure. has a baseball cap. Yeah, does he? Yeah, he does, yeah. He puts it down. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Well... There's something I want to do when we get to that. Okay, uh, so we're seeing all the guests, and we can tell they're all from different countries because there's some sort of stereotype about each yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. They're offending <laughs> a wide variety of people. You may as well have the French guy with a big baguette and a, and a yeah. curly moustache, you know. Onions around his neck. Yeah, exactly. And if there's a Dutch one with a, a doob on, you know. it's um, Yeah, pick a stereotype. Spirit, pick a stereotype, it's there. <laughs> that should be carry on tagline. Pick a stereotype. You'll find it here. <laughs> Prejudice abound. But there's a gay in it, so it's fine. (laughs) We haven't clubbed him at all. (laughs) During the dinner, Emmanuel is being questioned about her past. And she gives answers about how she's sleeping around with everybody. And Kenneth is hilariously trying to recover the answers. Kenneth Williams' character is actually okay with what she's doing. Oh, they say, yeah. Or at least... They say he, later I on. guess he feels like he can't do anything about it because of, they say of his impotence. And so because she's like, love crazy as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, she. She's yeah, really yeah, yeah. love crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> love. So crazy. So, <laughs> three R's. So it's, it's very charming. It's very charming of you that we're on an audio podcast, but you are still miming out drawing the scores. <laughs> <laughs> I am nothing if not thorough. <laughs> 
So there's a... all those acting classes I taught him, you see. I taught him the importance <laughs> of sticking to a character and showing one's variety. See, I was known as the great character actor of British theatre at the time, you know. I could play them all, you see. I could play a doctor. Mm, yes, I'm a doctor. Hello, what's wrong with you? I could play a camp counsellor. Mm, yes, hello, I'm a camp counsellor. What's wrong with you? I could play a car mechanic. Hello, yes, I'm a car mechanic. What's wrong with your car? You see, I could do all the roles, dear. I could do all the roles. <laughs> I'm the French ambassador. Bonjour, I'm French ambassador. What's wrong with you? <laughs> when, if, and when we do live shows, you're doing that at the top. Five minutes of just locking as Kenneth Williams. <laughs> we hold a seance. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point during the dinner, one of the guests tells Emmanuel that her husband could be assassinated and be a target because he's in such a high position job. And there may even be someone in this room with a weapon strapped to their trousers. Mm. Weapon trousers. Uh, this leads to Emmanuel hilariously going onto the table to have a check. Oh, she's not just love crazy; she's conspiracy crazy. Mm. Mm. But it's just such a fucking long drawn out scene. Of oh, it her. really is. Yeah, just check it. Feeling they the really run. So lo- yeah, she's going around under the table and she's doing a patented limp hand technique on legs to make all the gentlemen call yeah. while checking it to see if there's a. Leg. It's a lather, rinse, repeat. Uh, yeah. Several, several of these are lather, rinse, yeah. repeats with the with this film. Yeah. And oh. Um, and she even does it to the prosthetic leg that's how good she is yes, yes. <laughs> but it's not anywhere near the genitals it's just like on the bottom of a knee or something yeah because have you ever got turned on by your ankles <laughs> you're not an ankle man not an ankle man no, not, not, not a knee man either or just like the ankle man <laughs> with the power of ankles <laughs> he's got 12 of them no 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 what is he shoots no like he shoots lightning bolts at you and he gives you that horrible moment where you slightly twist your ankle uh-huh. and you like you have to walk it off for a few steps that's just his super I'll get you ankle man oh you bugger god damn it how can I get cramped <laughs> you bastard it's such a scare when you do that to your ankle and you're like is this gonna break and am I gonna be in pain for the next six months or is it alright yeah my family are renowned for having like really shit weak ankles so like you'll find a lot of my family wearing boots to sort of compensate they could break it any time yeah, add, add some tension for the podcast <laughs> just ankle check Tom how you doing all right is she look crazy is she look crazy yes his ankle is his ankles on yep they're fine Tom we are now going to put the love crazy chart up on the top part of the wall and you must climb this rickety ladder in order to mark it down every time fuck <laughs> the ultimate challenge that right there has more tension than any of this film or any of most of the films we've watched so far. I mean, you can tell from my notes I'm being fairly dismissive. But no, most of the sequences are just like this. It's yeah. just written, yeah, no, I'm fine. Uh, so she's gone to check uh, all of the gentlemen's trousers and some of the ladies uh, to make sure there is no weapons and there are no weapons. That is good. Then she bangs all of the guests. <laughs> this is another labyrinth Pete where they just do the same yeah. sequence every time. And the gag is always that she hangs her underpants on yes. the uh, yeah. clothes. Yeah. So and again, it's the stereotypes as well. So again, there may as well be just a, a, a necklace of garlic because yeah. she, she goes to Downing Street, doesn't she? Yeah, she goes and to... uh, Scotland Yard. Meanwhile, in Scotland Yard, <laughs> callbacks. I've got them. <laughs> I like the the American Embassy, um, where and then the the Royal Navy, where the guy takes off his yeah. prosthetic leg but, to have a fuck, but because that's a thing that happens. But she's yeah, but she's well, she, don't want to get splinters, do you? Head of the Met taking off his truncheon and playing it up. I'm like, they want to keep hold of that. You never know when that could come in handy. I know she might like it. 
Exactly. I was that wasn't the gag I was expecting. He puts the trenchant on and, and then she her hand yeah, emerges yeah, and pulls yeah. it. But no, that, that would that would, that would, that would uh, expect a comedic brain yes, to be involved yes, in this that film. That would actually made me laugh. Which we're about yeah. halfway through the film. Though. No, I always no, I always minutes. know it's a bad sign with a film when it's a comedy film. When I watch it and I think, here's a gag that you can mm. put on that, and like no one at any point in the production of that thought of this little just yeah bauble to just add on, hang on to it, so, you know. But this sequence, uh, she's banging all everybody around to make sure well, they haven't got weapons. In well, which case she's love crazy. She's fucking mate. She's fucking mate. Well, she's love crazy. She's, so. she's love well, crazy. she is. Um, I mean, get up that ladder. I'm, I'm running. <laughs> I'm running out of space in the paper. Now, <laughs> but, and it was a two sized. <laughs> but for the plot device, uh, she's doing it for to save her husband. Well, so, so no, she, it's not to save her. Well, to make sure that no one's oh. attacking. Oh, oh yeah, see, I just thought that the theme always was that she just liked fucking. No, this bit in particular, uh, she yeah. wants to make sure there's Most. no. So there's there's motivation behind. The yeah, fucking. she doesn't want anyone to kill her. Husband. She likes fucking, but now she's got a purpose for it. Yeah, well, good bit, for her. A bit, yeah. And we all, a... we all want to do what we love for a living. Oh yeah. And for her to get to do that, absolutely. <laughs> so so she's not, she's not making any money out of it, so it's not really a living. It's mm. a case of yeah. Mm. Because then she'd be a prostitute looking, and that's illegal. Yeah. So, with the next thing we get, Emmanuel is understandably knackered, so she's having a bit of a <laughs> um, but Some all the fucking! <laughs> but the mummy's boy slash nerd! Nerd! It is sending her flowers. Right. How has he found her address? Yeah. This is one weird. plain blowjob, and nothing else. Dorker as fuck. Yeah. What I do want to interject on one thing. It was mentioned during the start of the film when he's talking to his mother... The nerd, nerd, <laughs> that the father ran away for some young slip of a thing. Yes. Did anyone else think it would be Kenneth Williams as his dad? Oh, that would have because that would have made it a much more interesting film mm. if he was chasing after his stepmom. Plus, his name's Valentine. I thought that'd be quite a European sort of surname. I see. And that he could have been Valentine instead, and then could have changed it while he was over there. Or... It's not a terrible idea. You know, the like. And then it would have been a concept of they find out at the end, oh my god, I've been chasing after my stepmom all this time. Still a wood. <laughs> so, he, um, again, just. You, we've put more thoughts yeah, into yeah, it. Thought, yeah, get on the right thing. It's taken just half an hour and already we're there. So he sends her flowers and the butler brings them into her. She bangs the butler. Of course she does. They bang. They bang. Um, Every time she goes to bang the butler, he seems terrified. Everyone seems oh god, not a yeah. vagina! No. <laughs> yeah. well, Those very... things have teeth, don't they? That's well, what I've heard. Well, I was... Do anyone remember that vagina teeth? I was film? aware of it. I, never I was saw taken it. on a date to that film. Not I a think... good date movie. I think she's sending a message <laughs> okay, to you okay. there. <laughs> nice. They go downstairs for a coffee afterwards because uh, you need your caffeine. Oh, that's good uh, of her. And all the staff are around telling their sex stories, which is great because it eats up 20 minutes. This... I fucking hate this. Oh, it's dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. But this was an interesting concept because they suddenly... Yes. With no... This was a film with no plot. Mm. Suddenly they gave us three or four little sh- short stories with some semblance of a plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And little like, short films... Which were all significantly more interesting than the yeah. rest of this mm. fucking Yeah, film. I'm kind of preempting it, but as far as the make a film, how do you make this better? Basically take this concept and extend, extend it into a feature-length oh, film. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make all the stories like 15, 20-minute little segments. Yeah, yeah. So you all, basically... all drawn all drawn around a theme of like unusual sexual 
So basically, scenes of a sexual nature. No, no, it's not like that. It's not like that, because that's like... No, this is like incorporating flashback and narrative and different perspectives. You can even do it like Rashomon style and have another character turn out to have been there in the scene, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's what I would have said, just have them all sort just, of intertwine. Basically, a lot of the times when I see... I actually quite enjoy seeing some bad films or mediocre films or whatever at the cinema, because if I guess my undivided attention, a lot of the time I'm sitting there thinking, now, how could you make this good? And I usually come up with a concept that I quite like. Like, some of the, some of the things that I've been trying to write or have written have come from watching bad movies oh, okay. and thinking, how could I improve this, like, either within the genre or whatever. And this sequence was the only time I was kind of interested in the film. It, like, it had my full undivided attention and not just because I wanted to mock, find things to mock it for. Yeah. I was like, this is an interesting concept. Five different characters who know each other telling something about their past. There's something getting very serious and analytical <laughs> about this. Yeah, it, it does take it away from the whole sort of carry-on narrative. But I yeah, like yeah, what, this, this, I like your concept. I took, I, that's what, that was one of my notes. So, yeah, concept was... of multiple short stories is an interesting one, but not in this film. That was my <laughs> notes. <laughs> But so they explain the most uh, sort of exciting sexual exploits. So there's one, um, the kind of Jack the Lad sort of character, and he's met some girl in a pub and he's taken her back. But the husband turns up. Oh no! I love this though. When he get so that's the older chauffeur gentleman. Yeah, he's he's the perfect. Am I the only one that noticed this in the sequences where he was in his underpants? He looked a lot like Les Kellett. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> He was a British wrestler that was like basically a comedy wrestler. Like Colt Cabana considers him his idol, oh. and he just was like he had kind of a Les Dawson face, but he was short and he he wasn't fat. He was like kind of thin, but it, like like a like a sort like, of a, like an unhealthy thing. Yeah, not like <laughs> just like and he was he was almost like something took a fat bloke to sort. Of, Pulled the fat out of him. Yeah. And he just had this weird body. Yeah. So he, he reminded me a lot of Les Kellett in that scene. And it was yeah. him with a very large lady. And that yeah. Was, it looked, yeah. I was wondering, is this a bloke in a dress? But it was uh, a woman. okay. And he was describing her as this, you know, this foreign beauty and everything. And it's yeah. Just, it's basically a fat, it's a fat lass. And they both seem to go through periods of one being really into it and one not. They never yeah, seem to do a point yeah. where they were both mutually up for it. But then the husband's drunk, he comes back in, then they have to go and have sex in the cupboard, and the cupboard falls over. But, <laughs> but it also took, the, the punchline is, and they never really play this up except in the description, is that that was all a setup. Like, the husband was a part of it, because she likes to have sex yes. in the cupboard standing yeah, yeah. standing up. Yeah. And that's how they well, did she, it. She, she can, only, she can only get off inside yeah. of the cupboard. Yeah. yeah. I think we've all got our... And there was another... <laughs> there was another are we going to go for all, all of them? You might as well. Yeah, okay. well I like remember. I said, this is the most interesting part yeah. of the film. So there was another one where there was a, the older guy, um, and he's he's gone to war. Yes. And uh, Although you realise that he's wearing aged makeup, even though he is old already, oh, but he's okay. like... This, it was like a Clive Dunn in Dad's Army sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, he's a forgetful type, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got this moment of clarity, yeah. and he's explained the sex story where he was at war, and he runs into a farmhand, I suppose. Yes, a lady farmhand. Lady farmhand. They have and, a rumpy pumpy. Yes, behind the bushes, and then they go to swap clothes for mm-hmm. some reason, or that's the joke. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, that was the joke that they got. It, dressed in so each they got clothes. caught by uh, two Nazi soldiers. Very they? large Nazi soldiers. Yeah. I don't feel like you would have passed the medical to be a one A <laughs> to be in that army. You boys must go into the fields. What will do in the fields? Just. Have a look around. <laughs> but then Just do what they're busy work. So it's very obviously not the French fields of where yeah. is they're supposed to be. That's yeah. very much an English village. <laughs> yeah, it's in, um, it's in Luton. Yeah. yeah. It's at this point, the outskirts of Luton. Yeah. It's at this point I have to ask, 
Is Emmanuel still love crazy? Oh, she's love crazy. Right? She's fucking it. Yeah, she's, she's getting off she's on here. She's hearing all these stories. stories. Oh, she's flicking some she, major. Yeah, she is very much so. So, am I repeated that line there, Thomas? Um, uh, she's flicking some major beans. Flicking some major beans. Well, and she like cooked her breakfast whilst they were telling these stories, and so, but she wasn't that keen to. Oh, you're talking about masturbation. Yes. There we yes, go. Or well, she is love crazy, and that is what she will do. <laughs> so he's in the field, they swap clothes, and then they get caught by some Nazi soldiers. And it's like classic and... Bugs Bunny dressed yes. up as a lady Tasmanian yeah. devil situation. So they it? take away uh, the soldier, who's actually the girl, who's the farmhand, and then uh, the Nazi soldier takes a little bit taken with the girl, yeah. who's the old man. That is not a booby. <laughs> Basically that, yeah. <laughs> they go. He's like uh, really wants to have the girl who um, is the old man, and Good he takes away in the bushes, and then it's like, oh, I'm penis. Good and hammer. Breakfast. Realizes a boy, and then he runs off into the field shooting them. <laughs> then he goes to a monastery for sanctuary. Yes. Like but by he's Cosimo. Still confused as a woman. And they say yeah. that he'll sleep with the priest's niece. <laughs> And she is disturbingly young. Oh, worryingly. Like I said, he was wearing aged makeup, but he was already, he's an old man. He's got to be 60s. Yes. And the woman, 60, that's one of those names where you'd miss here. Did you say 60 or 60? Yeah. Like, it wasn't nice. Well, I said, like you always say, it was the 80s. And like, this is the late 70s. And like, as we've learned over time, some bad people were getting away with some really horrible things at this time but the, they, I think they don't even realise that they were that morally wrong so I've genuinely so forgotten the, the third term. part was uh, the guy uh, in London Zoo oh yes, yes, oh, yes. yes. that's, that's Loins isn't it Loins uh, just randomly meet to go at London Zoo they, you do they try fucking in numerous different places how they come to they, they first hit it off is that he's licking a lollipop that says London yes, Zoo yes, on yes, it yes, yes. and she's licking the same design lollipop with the same design of logo but it says knickers on it what I want to know is what lollipop manufacturing company <laughs> is doing both designs for London Zoo and knickers. I'm, I'm assuming it's some an underwear factory wanted their own knickers lollipops. Yeah, but just... and a, a, a shipment accidentally went to London <laughs> Zoo, so they went fuck it, we'll just sell them anyway. <laughs> That's not two products that go together, knickers and lollies. Oh, I disagree. Knickers, something, something. Or maybe they're Knickers lollies. It's like a new batch and they give them away for free. You know when you go to the supermarket and there's like a trial? There's like a trial <laughs> thing. Maybe maybe Knickers, Knickers are trying out lollies. You know, it's Knickers lollies. They maybe lollies like are trying out Knickers. Both, both. Good points. Let's write a film about the Knicker industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and their different types of marketing strategies. They go around London Zoo and they're trying to find somewhere to shag. They keep running to like a gorilla and... Mm, all the animals. They break into places, basically. It's crazy. Yeah, why do they like, break into a gorilla enclosure? They're in a zoo and they get shocked when there's an animal there. You know, it's like, yeah. again, I'm not victim blaming, but. <laughs> I'm just. I thought they were going to go into like the reptile house and just do the. They go into this one section and they get chased out by another couple who were shagging at the same well, time. Well, I didn't understand. Was he chasing them out of anger or did he want them to join in? That's what I couldn't tell. It's carry on, so it's Because he didn't debatable. seem angry when he was chasing them. And then they just fall into a giant puddle. Puddles and are. that, apparently, is enough to end. Yeah. In fairness, puddles are funny. That was one of those ones, we do not know how to end this ep- this story. It was raining. Ha ha! <laughs> puddles, puddles are actually my favourite word. Just puddle. So that's that's uh, Loin's segment. And then there's one with uh, Joan Sims, is there not? Mm, there is indeed. And Tom, what happened? 
She gets kinky in a laundrette. <laughs> she... Because women, what do they like? They like sex and laundry. Like sex and washing. <laughs> so she basically she seduces a bloke in the laundrette by rubbing various. Uh, anyway, so they've had this discussion. It's eaten for about fifteen minutes of the film, which is good. And uh, <laughs> our next scene is uh, mummy, oh, the mummy's boy or nerd. Nerd. Uh, he, he's yeah. come to visit Emmanuel. I mean. This is one plain blowjob. It's a one, not even a one night stand. It's a twenty minute stand. Yeah, this and guy's clingy. He sent flowers. He's found out where he, where she lives. He's she's, he's come to visit. Um, he's massively in love, and he's saying, you know, how, he's confessing his love to Again. her. Again, she can't remember him, which is understandable. She's not asked in the slightest. Well, um, she is asked. Hey. She's got a. She got she got her bum out. Yeah, she's on a tanning bed, and she got her bum out. Very, very um, low-level tanning bed. It's like three. It's, it's basically three lamps. It's about sixteen <laughs> feet above her as well. Yeah, yeah. It's getting nothing. There's no coverage there in the slightest. But he's... Hey. yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but also no melanoma. I would assume with that. If you got melanoma from that, then you're really unlucky. Was <laughs> joke about melons and even I don't want to jump on that. <laughs> so basically, the nerd. Nerd. nerd! He's, no! he's insisting that... <laughs> drinking water! <laughs> don't! Oh, uh, he's, he's insisting that Emmanuel uh, gives up all this fucking round book and leaves leaves her ambassador husband in this great big ma- um, mansion oh, can I... and goes to live with her and him and his mum. Mm. No. Lorcan, you had a point? I just want to say that at one point I realised who it was that Theodore looked like. This is the nerd. Theodore! <laughs> he looks like a young David Meller. Ooh, that's a good show. And I think he behaves like a young David Mellon. Yeah, that sounds well. Well, that's a really good show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go on. Uh, my point, um, at this point, is she love crazy? She mm, is. But, she well, is. she's more cleanliness crazy because she goes in for a shower in her massive shower room. Yeah. God, that's, I, that, I envy that. I room. would like that shower room. It would be very... It's more of a wet room, isn't it? It's just yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but, but only with one... Carpet carpet. Yeah. It can't be a wet room. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, but again, and also her force magic skills to open the door. Yeah! What the fuck was that? I missed that. Low level magic! He's automatic. Has she got a clapper? Well, (laughs) I certainly saw one. She certainly goes (laughs) by the clappers. Am I right, lads? He's clapping that clapper lap gag. But for someone who's confessing his love to her, the second he sees her naked, he's terrified. He goes into the shower to give her a towel. Again, I think that's the the constant. If there is a theme to this film, it is the juxtaposition of French attitudes towards sex, or the stereotypical attitude of French towards sex, and the stereotypical British attitude towards sex. Yeah. But what was he expecting? She was in the shower? Yeah. Like, what was he expecting? Is like, oh, can you get a towel? Because I've just been in the shower and there's been a full suit. Right, so Kenneth Williams is now in his room again and he's watching a bodybuilding uh, video. This bodybuilder bloke. He's gay. The, what, this is a This bodybuilder bloke has the physique of a god and the face of a carry on actor. <laughs> yeah. It is not a face that should have that physique. The body of an Adonis and the face of a man that drives a bus for a living. It's that, uh, what's that um, Leon Herring bit? The face of a sphinx and the body, body of an ox. ox. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the body ox and face of a sphinx. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so Emmanuel is still trying to get attention from her husband. And at this point, they actually do say that um, the Kenneth Williams admits to her, you know, you can go and do whatever you want. I've got to stay on my bodybuilding and do my job. You know, you go and fuck everybody, yeah. basically. They've got like an open marriage agreement. Yeah, there, yeah. Which is quite open. Well, the reason have they done the flashback reason for that? Yes. No. Okay. No, 
But so Emmanuel is that's uh, my next note. Is seeing that she can't get any interest off off Kenneth, and then decides, right, I'm going to bang this bodybuilder off the telly because that will anger Kenneth, and then Kenneth will be interested in me. Yeah, logic. And then I put down, oh, for God's sake, woman, go to the gum clinic. <laughs> <laughs> um, the clear sign that she is, in fact. Love crazy. Love oh crazy. no, that yeah, flashback has happened before then because my notes are my notes about the force, the, like her powers with the force. Because what we break. saw in the flashback was that they went naked uh, skydiving. Oh yeah, because oh. that was her embarrassing story. That was her embarrassing yes. story. Yes, 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 yes. yes. She went naked Sorry. skydiving with him, and the implication is that he got impaled on a church, and that's why he's impotent. If or you important. got impaled on that. Thing. You're dead. You're not. Mm. I also raised this issue. Is it really possible to take your clothes off whilst you're falling from a great height? Yeah. Do you want to find out? Or... <laughs> Gentlemen, I propose an experiment. <laughs> where Lorcan lives, there's a big balcony. Yeah. Five floors up, guys. That's on the back of We're going to take a brief respite. <laughs> Tom will come back. Let's love crazy. <laughs> So yeah, that was totally survived. But that's a weird again. Like if that's the worst thing that happened to you. You got impaled, and it made you impotent. Mm. Uh, uh, that's more right trade off, I think. Yeah, that's, that's quite a miraculous <laughs> result. <if anything. laughs> but anyway, so the nerd, 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 Theodore. So yeah, she's uh, someone, she's, with, someone she's with the bodybuilder, and yes, they do the, yeah, they yeah. do this gag like twice in a row, don't they? Of someone mm. standing outside the door hearing something, and it's like they just get lather rinse yeah, yeah, repeat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same gag, not a funny one. Yeah. Because David Mellor turns up and starts listening in, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, does he have like a little recorder or something? I don't know. He's recording the conversation. How he got there, the assumption must be that he is stalking her. Anyway, we'll skip forward a little bit. <laughs> uh, the butler gets, uh, gets a call in the middle of the night and it's from the, uh, the nerd. Nerd? To, nerd! To Emmanuel. He brings the phone to her and, and wakes her so, up. So, let's just be... Like, <laughs> a, he knows where she lives. Yeah. B... He yeah. has a phone number. And that was hard to get in those days. Yeah. C, he has numerous photos all over his bedroom wall. And again, yeah, it's always, yeah, yeah. what always bothers me with those photos is when they've obviously just taken publicity stills for the film. Yeah. High grade, quality things <laughs> posed. That's not what, trust me, that's not what photos of yeah. people you stalked <laughs> look he, like. He did not get that enough fucking Google images. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the butler's bringing the phone to Emmanuel, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's waking Emmanuel up, and she's drowsy, and she's like, "Oh, what, what, what is it? What is it?" And the phone is positioned down by his crotch, and she grabs it like it's a penis and starts stroking it a little bit. Jamie, the only time I actually smirked. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm ashamed to say I laughed at that. Um, nerd boy is on the phone and he's demanding that she leaves her husband and stop sleeping with everybody to come live with him and his mother and that he's got he threatens her basically and Stereo- says he's got black male ah, entitled white male <laughs> he is an incel he is an incel he is an incel but an incel that actually got some and it's fried his brain <laughs> got, even more he got one plane blowjob off of just a very are we talking open, open is, this, is it plain N-E or I-N are we talking about here <laughs> Well, well, she's look crazy. Oh, yeah, Next yeah. scene. She basically dismisses this um, threat. Next scene, they go off to a football match. They're like guest of honours or something at the match. It doesn't matter. They. I'm trying to figure out what this was for. Charity Shield, let's say that. No, yeah. I think it was meant to be the milk cup. It would have been probably uh, at that yeah. point. <laughs> 
The so, first sponsors you get are milk. Milk and couple of this brass. So they've gone to a football match and they're like guests of honours or something. That is weird. Like it's never the French ambassador no. that goes to Wembley Stadium to meet the players. Yeah, talk about like international relations. Yeah. Right? So the football players they're coming out of the tunnel, really. Right? Hey. And uh, one of them starts just asking me a sub. So, okay, the man yeah, I didn't goes, notice yeah, that because yeah, yeah, he was wearing number 12 when he went oh, okay. off. So yeah. one is the sub, and he goes to sit back on the bench. He sees a man he was going down the corridor, follows her, and then no, they No, no, that's bang. not how it works. Not how it's it not... works. No, she's shaking hands on the liner, and oh, he's okay. the one at the end of the lineup, and he whispers something in her ear. Oh, that's... yeah, sorry. And then I noticed he had number 12 on, so I was like, ah, oh, so he's a substitute. So, so she banged the substitute. That's like shagging the drummer. What the <laughs> hell? Hey, and I will check in. She's love crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, according to my notes here and the calculations I've been running for the last few minutes, I can confirm that she is love crazy. All right, Nate Silver. Fucking chill. <laughs> so she bangs the sub. Whilst the game's on, another player but fakes an injury, so he can be subbed off. Yeah, this is the first diver of his time. <laughs> this is this is where it all comes from. I love how the first. What have I begun? <laughs> Look at what I've created. Um, the first sub, though, he, all he does is a bit of kissing on it. They all just do a bit of kissing. Bit of kissing, kissing she but... never takes off her clothes. They all take their shirts off. Yeah, it's a bit khaki. Ooh. Well, I mean, she's only love crazy, not sex crazy. Yeah. So. Well, again, that's what I'm saying. The problem is, if it was Emmanuel, if it was French carry on Emmanuel, you'd see a lot more at this point. There'd be fags coming out of fannies and everything. So, yeah, the, the whole thing is that the team in red, and it's only the team in red, not the team in white. Well, the, the, the team in white haven't clocked on yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, so another player, he fakes an injury, another one gets sent off. And this was this was my biggest note. <laughs> the other one I did in red, it happens. How is that a red card? He gets the ball! And not only that, he goes, he tackles with he gets the ball! He doesn't take him down! It was a it was a good challenge! Bobby Moore would have been proud of that! <laughs> what the hell is this ref's problem? Now, here's the thing about carry-on films. They're not known for their sort of realism. I do love it. That was the only note I put in capital letters, as you can see. (laughs) How is that? (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm with you completely. And also, if I'm going to get comedy nerd on you, why, if the whole gang is supposed to be these players are finding ways to get... Mm. Then the joke should have been him doing something really blatant, like punching <laughs> yes. a guy in the yes. face in order to get the red card. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a, you know, well, that was an outrageous decision, but you know, there's every cloud, silver lining. That's so, it, really. So he gets sent off, he goes back down, the sub comes on, then they go straight to necking. Um, <laughs> the nerd boy again. Nerd! 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 This was when David Meller found his love for football yes <laughs> get, I'm candid but he's, yeah. so he's found where she is here at a football match he's oh he's got sort of I don't know a tr- tracking device on her or something and he's now taking pictures of her, her infidelity uh, she's ne- just necking everybody and now we see as that happens all of the players and the refs are all lined up to yeah. the side yeah the, the game ends and uh, yeah. Kenneth Williams's character is just there where are the players that's what I don't get so he's giving out the trophy so the white team that all managed to stay on the pitch still lost the game <laughs> what the hell is this game of football oh yeah the ref also gets a bang which is nice you know? <laughs> again again like if she's like 
going with the if going with the substitute is the drummer, then going with the ref is the roadie. Right. I mean, come on, lady, but, have some standards. But she is love crazy. She is love crazy. Yeah, but there's there's standards even for that. I mean, the standard is she's not shagging any of them. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> Where those footballs get into? But it's, <laughs> the, uh, it's the implication. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, nerd, nerd. Nerd! Nerd! He's now, he's on the phone call, uh, phone, and he's pretending to be the bodybuilder to arrange a meeting. Uh, he then kidnapped her. Oh, not... uh, the bodybuilder's called Harry Hernia, by the way, because that's funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, well, well, Tom did just laugh, so I guess it has been demonstrably proven. <laughs> it, it was a sympathy laugh. <laughs> it's quite clear. So, he, kids, he kidnapped her. She's not asked in the slightest. She, she lightly... goes to kidnap her, yeah. yeah. She lightly kisses him on the cheek uh, and then runs Again, away. I'm he not... jizzes everywhere. One, one, pick. Uh, so the nerd now, he's, uh, he's gone to the press with all the pictures he's got on recordings of Manuel sexing everybody. Because apparently it's not illegal to try and kidnap someone against mm. a gunpoint, you know, blackmailer. <laughs> yeah, right. with a gun as well, but you know. Um, well, but I think they passed legislation for that in 1979, yeah. so it's still uh, a year. <laughs> he, I mean, he's kidnapped with a gun, but it's a tiny gun as well. It <laughs> imply he's got a tiny penis. You know. Yeah, we, they did pass that legislation, but only because Sir Christopher Chode wasn't in Parliament. <laughs> 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 it was his day off. <laughs> Any objections? Oh, he's gone. Lovely. Fucking put him in. That's, like, I know That's what they're gonna have to do, aren't they? Now they're gonna have to do a. a, a it's gonna be like Ocean's Eleven, but the the the, the mark is Ch- Christopher Joe and keeping him distracted on Friday afternoon <laughs> so that he can't bring these things out. All the female MPs getting together. Dum 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 dum. I would like to imagine he gets towards part of it. He's just distracted by a juggler. Look at the walls, Chris. Look at the walls. Kenneth Williams is scared he might lose his job over the allegations that are now in the press. Emmanuel is now being interviewed on television by the Hump Report. Was that meant to be the Frost Report? Was that meant to be a pun on no, that? I think so. I don't, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Someone else recognised Because he then does say, like, kind of a hello, good evening, and welcome type thing. Oh, he does, yeah, he does. It's like, hello, goodbye, good night. He's questioning her, and, you know, the implication is that she should be ashamed of herself. Because of the implication. Because of the implication. She should be ashamed of herself, and blah, 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 blah. She says that she did it for her husband to improve international relations. There we go. The nerd now is very sad. Nerd. 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 The nerd is watching. <laughs> it was angry in that angry. one. I thought I'd mix it up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> the nerd is very sad, and he's refusing to, visit, to eat. His mum's trying to get him out of the bedroom, and he says, right, that's it. I'm going to shoot myself. I'm going to shoot myself. And he misses. Because he's a nerd and always fails. Is that the last we see of him? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah we we, we are one scene away from finishing. We're yeah. so close. Kenneth goes to the doctor, the Indian doctor. This oh, is, this is. This is yeah, this oh is my bad. god, this, this is, is a bad. new level of offensiveness. Yeah. I feel like the first Indian actor was like, I have a limit. So like, we're going to have to get a second yeah. Indian actor in this film? Yeah, and one who he was does a lot more open to. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to say this phrase, but he does the accent. He does the wobbly yeah. head. Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. The head is just in constant movement throughout the... Yeah. Anyway, Kenneth is at the doctor's. Would it have been more offensive if a white guy had done it? I don't... I, 
honestly don't and know. If a white guy had blacked up. If a white guy had browned up and done the exact same performance, it's like almost only by slight degrees. Yeah. It's almost like it's like ninety nine point nine percent offensive, and this just push that would just push it so the extra point, point one. At that point, the Indian actors have to really look at themselves in the mirror and go, "What the fuck have I done?" I think this guy was just happy to be there. With the the women on the buses that we did, it was like you know they were expected, and the characters were written to be expected to enjoy being felt up. Mm. You know, it, yeah. it's similar vibes. There. I mean, he all, he doesn't say goodness gracious me. But he might, he as, might well as well have. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Kenneth, he goes to the doctors and he finds out that it's uh, the reason he's not attractive to his wife is that it's all in his head. Uh, the doctor brings out a naked nurse and instantly he's back to normal. Can I just make two points? If the secret always was the sight of breasts, mm. that means that his wife never showed him her breasts during this entire time. Secondly, those are actually the only breasts we see in the film. They yes, are, yes, we yes, never yes, saw, actually yes. saw Emmanuel's breasts. We saw a bum, but we didn't see them. Yes, I think yeah. she you saw, it was like constant bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a tremendous amount of side food. There was more bums in that than in Paul McCartney's Frog Chorus. Arses! 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 Arse, arse. Arse. Kenneth and Emmanuel finally bang. Yeah. They finally bang, uh, and she's pregnant. Uh, and also, yeah, when and she she's goes told to find by... out she's pregnant, the doctor tries to sleep with her, and she refuses. So she's a racist. <laughs> she so she's almost everyone. She is more racist than she's love crazy. Oh. No, hang on. She can't be racist because she she slept with the Arabian employee. It's just a case of now that she is with her husband and she is pregnant. And maybe, 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 maybe. That's true, actually. But maybe, or maybe it was because he had affairs and she has a fez tish. And <laughs> get out. No, well done. Whereas, well, a, whereas, well, a, well done. whereas that that guy was turban. No one on. <laughs> We're done here! <laughs> Tom is actually jumping out the window not to check if he can take his clothes off. <laughs> but because he's had enough. <laughs> Tom, before you go. Oh, okay. Tom's done. Why would you have said that? If he's like, the one that's probably. I don't know. I don't know. I've just comedy nerded your you joke are. as well. You are. I will, I will destroy anyone's joke and reduce hey, any fun. I'm enjoying the, fe- the fezish. Um, I'm enjoying that and the turban. Well. Fezish. Fezish. I'm enjoying that a lot. <laughs> Fair play. You sicken me. <laughs> We've got one scene left. I know. So close. One so, scene of three. Oh my god, I just realised as well a joke they missed out on. So set up the scene. The set up the scene. So now she knows she's pregnant. But she's saying and insisting the whole time, but I was on the pill. Now, Kenneth, he had swapped her pill for fertility uh, pills. Which is a form of rape. Mm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm it's there. a type of sex she didn't know she was having and hadn't given consent to. It's at the very least a sex crime. It's, it's definitely a crime. Involving sex. Back. Yeah. So he's piling her full of fertility uh, pills, and the joke is that she gives birth to six babies. And they never said it. She gave birth to sex tuplets. Ah. Ah. Because science. And who's there to applaud her at the birth? 
Everyone. Everyone. Everyone she's but, banged. But you missed, yeah, well, no, the, the, the joke of that is there's a nurse is looking at the baby going, oh, doesn't it look like the father? She basically does like the uh, sort of uh, eyes across the way, sort of sneaky eyes going, hmm, but which one is yeah. it? Really? Wink, 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 and we're done. Is that wink, 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 wink? That's how it ends. Right? So, are you accusing the South Park creators of stealing the, uh, who is Carbert's father? Is it? Can I have laughs again? <laughs> I'm about ready. Oh, the 1991 Denver Broncos. Yeah. I want this. Because there's uh, even a football team in it. I, I want this on record that South Park, Matt and Trey, was it Matt and Trey? Yeah. That they have, yes, they've exactly stolen this film. Yeah. The punchline, <laughs> anyway. Yes. Okay, so. Uh, the, oh, the for fuck? me, personally, the, the two biggest things that I thought through this entire film were. Is she, co- is she sexually? Is no, she love crazy? Is she love crazy? No, 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 no. And uh, we know. Oh, what's, the, what's the final tally of that, actually? Final tally. 6,000. And how many mmms? I think we stopped. I kind of gave up on the Kenneth Williams yeah, impressions yeah. after a while. Yeah. I think um, Kenneth Williams gave up on it after a while as well. <laughs> You're so, expecting me to come out of my trailer. No. Uh, 13. <laughs> um, Baker's doesn't. Um... Of course, I played a baker in Carry On Bake. 14 <laughs> So. Oh, I love the press <laughs> yeah. I know I was a bit insistent with the whole love crazy thing, but come on. I like the feel of her buns. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've written, we've cumulatively written a, a, a Carry On film <laughs> carry that on is funny than any what other. We've <laughs> what We're all performers and stand ups, like. We spend hours, hours trying to write material. We're just going to carry on so we'll make yeah. a packet. Bloody hell. Could they bring it back? Carry on. I don't know, I don't know if you could anymore. I, I think it's time I think it's time to have is, oh, especially now in this era. Is this is round boys, just carry on. It's as close as you get to it now in the and it's the same kind of stealing jokes and just yeah. or not bothering with jokes and stereotypical gay characters very... and I don't I don't there's enjoy Mrs. So you, you could work it yeah. between Carry On and Mrs. Brown's yeah. Boys. I don't enjoy Mrs. Brown's Boys, Mrs. but Brown. I can understand why it's popular. And I also think that it plays with the form in ways that sitcoms haven't done in a long time. Like the young ones, like not since sort of the young ones and something, or like um, that show that Sean Hughes made. Have they actually played with the form of uh, okay, yeah, yeah. sitcoms like Mrs. Brown's Boys has, and it doesn't get the credit for that that it kind of deserves? But fuck it. <laughs> anyway, the, there's a link between Miranda, and Mrs. Brown's boy. No, uh, Miranda's a bit harsher. I think that's harsh on Miranda. Miranda harkens back to like, especially with the um, you have been watching credit sequence. Yeah, that's true. Oh, back yeah. to the old sort of. Yeah. But I think Miranda's more like, frankly, a more classy sort of humor of like Joyce Grenfell or something like that, hmm. rather than the Carry Ons. I'm sure yeah. she's not against the carry-ons, but I imagine she wouldn't... Well, no, I imagine she probably is. Actually, she... Oh, my God. If if, if we weren't more politically... Um, not correct, but actually have... Uh, consider the feelings of women more. More now. politically conscious. Yes, more yeah. politically conscious. And if they were to remake carry-on, like, say if they'd done it back in the mid-2000s with Shane Ritchie or whatever, when Heat and... Not Heat, sorry, Zoo and yeah, Nuts yeah, yeah, magazines yeah. and all of that, so it would have been, like, Bucks and Ladies... They probably would have tried to get um, Miranda to play the Joan Sims. She would have been the person they would think she can be this generation yeah. of Joan Sims. And it would have been to laugh at her, even though, you know. Or Ruth Jones, maybe. Maybe Ruth Jones. But maybe that's just because she played Joan Sims that you're thinking yeah. that. Well, but, uh, it was um, Hattie Jakes she played. Hattie Jakes, sorry. Oh, Hattie Jakes is the one from Peter Sellers, isn't she? 
Hattie Jakes is the one from Sykes. Oh, Sykes, sorry. Yeah. There's a very clear reason why this was the last Carry On film yeah. for 14 years. Well, I think it just, like I said, there was already signs that it was passing by the British culture was changing at this point. Obviously, you were getting into Thatcher Britain and, and like oh, the yuppie culture and everything. But also, you were getting the alternative comedy, like the, the, the comedy of... Um, and like this was around the time of Monty Python, The Holy Grail had come out three years earlier. Monty Python's Life of Brian came out the year after that. And the middle classization of comedy was very much in earnest. You know, yeah. not the nine o'clock news comes out the year after this. Again, if Carry On had kept on, they would have probably tried to have dragged in Rowan yeah, Atkinson yeah, yeah, into this yeah. world. I guess some of the stuff Smith and Jones did in the eighties was as close as you got to a continuation of Carry On films. You know, Morons from Out of Space and um, that one Wilt, I think it was called, or something like that. Mm. Um, and and Hail and Pace as well, I suppose, was as close yeah. as carrying on that flame. Actually, I did look up the woman who played Emmanuel in this film and some of the few roles she had after this. Like it's one of those ones that dries up after like nineteen eighty six. Um, but she was in she was in the Cannon and Ball movie. That was made in the early eighties. Yeah, the boys oh, in blue or something like that. Although she did end up marrying uh, Sam. What's his name? The golfer. Oh, okay. Sam Golf. Yeah, Sam Golf. Um, Sam Torrance. That's him. Oh. That's that's his wife. Oh. Yeah, they, uh, they got he did well for himself. They got married in ninety-five, I think it was. Ah, oh, okay. So yeah. But could they make another one? That I think was the you could one. make another. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could, but it would be harder to do it now than it was like five, ten years ago. I think what you'd have to do is make it a satire of itself. Yeah, like a film about making carry on. Yeah, trying to do like like you could do it kind of like the Brady Bunch movie. Like it's uh, like the characters are in of carry on are in this modern world, and what they're doing doesn't work. Like you're trying to work out like modern teenage pathway and it's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It's because like the, the in betweeners is almost as close as you come as far as just to shut the like TV and film about horny people trying to have sex, and that was what a lot of Carry On was. But like what, the, the humor of the Carry Ons was like the double entendres and everything, and that was the problem with trying to match it with Emmanuel. Emmanuel doesn't deal in double entendres. She there's just one of, there's probably about yeah, seven in and the it film. doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. It, you can't do a double entendre thing about a sex yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the only way you could have done it is maybe if you cast Barbara Windsor in it, and she was doing an outrageous French accent, and they were almost parodying like even more of the Frenchness. You know, and you could do that when Asterix did a uh, Asterix and Obelix go to Britain. They cast Catherine Deneuve as the Queen of England, so. You can have just a British actress playing a French woman and just doing an outrageous accent. What would make it better? I, like I said, the concept of the yeah, be a Carry On film of a bunch of people sitting around telling their most erotic or their funniest sexual story and you just getting like... Flashbacks a, and the like the, Yeah, just a portmanteau of like five or six 15-minute short films all linked around the theme of these characters coming together. That's an interesting idea for a film. Like, I could actually... Like, you, you get five young filmmakers and, and hopefully of, like, different sort of backgrounds and, and lives and they all can do their own little story and see how it would fit. Like, you, you, set, a, you set a young filmmaker a challenge, make a ten-minute short film about this theme or just give them a quick story outline and they can do what they want and then you mash them all together. But then you, yeah, could, then you could end up with four rooms. Which is like the only thing Tarantino like will uh, disown of his own work. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah the whole sort of um, anthology movie thing is a really 
really weird tightrope to walk because some yeah. of them work and some of them really you got like the VHS films the yeah. A to Z of death. not the VHS films they're good well I mean anthologies are making a huge comeback on TV um, so I'll be curious to see if it, if, it, if it ever hits cinema if there ever will be like like I always thought like a horror franchise could really kick off now what they wanted to do with Halloween actually when they made Halloween 3 was to make the Halloween like a brand name and it's a different story each time. But, oh, then, okay. but the problem was that the first two films were Michael Myers films, so they're just like, yeah. we're just going to go back to Michael Myers. Although, if, if Halloween 2 had been Season of the Witch, maybe they could have done... Yeah, if, they, if they'd gone at it that early. So I think you could do that with a horror franchise. But with the carry-ons, I mean, it'll be interesting to watch Carry-On Columbus and see them try and do it, because they, you know, they cast some of the people that you would have had in the character. Like, imagine if Rick Mail had been allowed to take control of the carry-ons. Like, basically, oh, if, you've got, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you took the comic strip people and and instead of that told them you're going to do the carry-ons and that was uh, like with that the humour was more about they, the, the men's patheticness well, they did their than... weekends away didn't they which was like yeah, yeah. carry-on yeah. yeah well they could do carry-on Five Goes to Dorset could have very easily yeah. been turned yeah, yeah, into yeah. like a carry-on film carry-on Blighton yeah yeah carry-on Blighton something like that um but I, I don't even know I haven't seen a good carry-on film I haven't seen I've not seen many carry-ons well I haven't seen a carry-on from start to finish until this but I've seen like you saw clips on the telly. Yeah, it always comes up at Christmas time. Yeah, you're, everyone's seen the clip of Barbara Windsor and Carry On Camping, yeah. you know, boing, and all that stuff. But I think the important question now is, what did you enjoy? What did I I was going to say the theme tune until you pointed out that it was just jive talking. Yeah. So I can't say I enjoy jive talking. <laughs> what did I enjoy about the film? It put the final nail, it was about to put the final nail in the Carry On Coffee. Um... Also, another sign I just wanted to say quickly, like, also what came in 1978 was, like, Animal House. And, like, the sex capade comedy was going down an entirely different route. And, like I said, Emmanuel was a sign that, like, that sort of British repressed kind of sex comedy just isn't isn't culturally relevant anymore. When did Porky's come out? Porky's came out in 80, I think. Which is still the most most successful Canadian film of all time. I'm sure Canada's very proud of that. So that's two years off this, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, Animal House was 78 or 79. Okay, and then it was yeah. just all of those, you know, private pu- private lessons, summer camp, whatever, you know, blowjob high. I don't know what they were called. <laughs> you know. Bikini party summer. Yeah. Nerds, nerds committing sex crimes that you don't realise are uh, that until 20 years later. I enjoyed that there was... No, well, the stalker was the villain, and quite very clearly the villain. Yeah. It was not like, you know... Um, he was he, pathetic. He wasn't, wasn't a cheeky chappy. Yeah, he, he was, was very hateable. He was entirely know? pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like I said, it was kind of... See, the weird thing was, people used to say, oh, nerds were always so misrepresented on screen with those sort of things, and now when you see the behaviour of so many nerds, you're like, oh, it's probably more accurate than you wanted to <laughs> admit to. Like I say, one way you could have art the story is to have Theodore... David Mellor. Yeah. Oh, that would have made more sense. Why, yeah. why give us the thing of your father it, run away with a young slip of a thing and not sort of father? Well, this film didn't give a shit about... It's all young women, basically. This film didn't give a shit about story or plot, but I don't know if that's, <laughs> if that's because they're parodying the Emmanuel genre. Maybe they don't care about... I can't imagine they cared much for story or plot anyway. Mm. But the chapters they told weren't interesting except for the chapter of mini chapters and they yes. weren't good but yeah. they were conceptually it was interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it was a nice little diversion that I I didn't yeah. enjoy but I was intrigued by the potential of 
See, the thing is, we've been so beaten down from what 12, 13 months. <laughs> such terrible films. Anything with a little bit. You know, <laughs> something you can explore. Like, oh, this is good. <laughs> uh, something I liked. I was like. Her French accent isn't great, but it's just kind of just your standard French accent. No, but, she, but the woman that plays Emmanuel, this was like her only starring role, and she had some charisma to her. Like, you could have seen her. I think later on she's in, like, Flash Gordon as just, like, a slave girl or something. When you go from the title character, yeah, or the yeah. titular character, <laughs> <laughs> to, like, just slave girl, you know you've... You, you, careers, you, you need to find yourself a golfer. You know that it's not um, <laughs> a successful golf. Find yourself a golfer, make sure he wins the Ryder Cup but and you're in for life. She, she went into it with abandon. She tried. And, you know, she, she was the best of what she was given. Yeah, she, yeah, was surrounded, she was surrounded by a lot of people phoning it in, and I don't think she was. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. she was phoning it in. She had she had an allure to her. And you know, I, I I enjoyed looking at her in the crassest male chauvinistist kind of way. But she was given a, a shit script, and she made the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you if you gave that performance, uh, sorry, no, sorry if you gave that performance a witty spoof script, mm. she could have probably. She wouldn't have been out of place. It's kind of like how with the new Han Solo film. It's like he's not doing a bad performance, but he's lumbered by the fact that it's Han Solo and it's not that good a film. Mm. It's an alright film. But he does the best that he can. She did the best that she could with the, with the problems around her. The thing that I would go for is for someone to come into a 29-film franchise with a stock set of actors that appear regularly and to come in... That late in the game, to be a part of what was incredibly popular and money-making and famous at that point is a really brave thing to do. Granted, it didn't quite take off, but, you know. She did the best she could. Yeah. She, you could tell she was trying. Yeah, bless her for coming Which in. Which a lot of those people probably weren't at that point. Michael is clearly, oh. clearly happy. <laughs> I don't understand films. I don't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> we have chosen a Mike, third you want to podcast. Yeah, go on then. What's it about? You watch a bad film. Yeah, go on then. Sounds fun. What could oh. possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Hey, you! Don't watch that. Watch this! So, there's not many really sexcapade comedies that I can think of. So what I'm going to do is instead do something a little bit... The other end of the scale, really. A film about sex around this time. Early early Thatcher, late Callaghan, Britain. And it was a film I saw during the Flatpak Festival a couple of years ago. It was a special screening and it got a BFI Blu-ray release around the same time. And it's a 1980 film from a guy, directed by a guy called Tony Garnett called Prostitutes. Uh, Tony Garnett went on to be one of the key... Uh, I think he might have directed all of This Life. Uh, he did a lot of stuff with TV and film. He had a, th- a long time he worked as a producer for Ken Loach. And what Prostitute was about was just the, the you know the people working as prostitutes in late 70s, early 80s Birmingham. And one of them moves to London to try and make it. And I guess it's kind of like... It's about the sexual proclivities of, of people in the sex trade and uh, social workers that are going into it. So I guess it's like the other end of the spectrum. It's not... If you want to chuckle, you're not going to... Well, you get it in some place. There are some darkly amusing places where, where some of the clients want them to wear odd get-ups and everything. And it also, if you want anything else, it includes early... I don't think it was a cameo work. I genuinely think they were looking for some... Um, some uh, uh, extra pa- extra work pay whilst they were on the dole before they formed the right. appropriate band. 
the Campbell brothers from UB40 are in one scene. I had, I've got a friend from work who was in it because she was a kid at the time. Oh, wow. And, and they were filming like in the park or whatever. Mm. And there were some kids playing. And you know, they got their parents asked for permission or whatever. Mm. And they all, you know, paid them a tenner or whatever. So they were all extras. Was yeah. kids playing in the background. So yeah, it was a great little, I guess it was just like a great little forgotten film that the BFI curated. And it was great to see it at the Mac. Although the, the, the print that they showed was not the official cleaned up one. So I'd like to, I do mean to buy it at some point myself so that I can watch it again. So yeah, it's a, it's a it's a bit of a bleak choice in comparison, <laughs> but Carry On Emmanuel is carry bleak. On, yeah. Carry On Emmanuel is bleak in many other ways. Is there anything we can take from the don't watch that, don't watch this series? It's that we don't go for obvious choices most of the time. We try not to. Sometimes we do just go fuck it for weddings and a funeral. Sean of the Dead is on ITV two. Yeah, I think we didn't say hot fuzz once, did we? Because you're never going to get the chance to watch that, are you? Right then, uh, uh, we are nearly done. Uh, yeah. But if you would like to follow us, uh, we are on Facebook and Twitter under Best of Worst of British, Bowob Pod on Twitter, Bowob Podcast at gmail.com for the email address. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on Facebook, I think you just search Best of Worst of British, you'll yeah. find us. I'm sure we'll eventually get a website when one of us knows how to do it, or when Squarespace come a calling, because they always do. <laughs> we will take some advertising. <laughs> please help us, please. <laughs> Let's go through the first series first, then we'll push rabbits. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, my so, uh, Instagram is Lorcan Mullen. That's L O R C A N M U W L A for Apple N for Norman, where you can see my little capsule reviews of all the films and live shows that I go and see, and the state of my poorly manicured thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one thumb. Just the one. That's all it takes to hold. A, well, obviously you need the handle underneath, but that's kind of good. Um, and the, that's also the name of my Twitter account. You put that gmail.com at the end of that. That's my email address. If you want to add me as a friend on Facebook, why not? It's not my real one. So you can do what you like. <laughs> if Mike? you want to follow me, I on Twitter I am at MichaelBell86. Oh, uh, I'm holding my mic up there when I Facebook, that. Facebook, you can find me. You can guess my name from the Twitter one. I am on Instagram, but I only take pictures of like, you know, trees and stuff. You don't want to see that. Me and Tom are in a double act where we don't talk about Carry On uh, or any films in particular, really. Although we do have a sketch about uh, films, so um, we might do that. We are the Kamikaze Club and we gig around in Birmingham. But if you want to book us, just ask. Yeah, alternatively, if you want to just talk to me personally, one-on-one, just because I, I want to know if you also love crazy. Uh, oh yeah, tweet, tweet us in um, at Pop Podcast. Oh, you look crazy. If you are you know crazy. what I just realised? What we didn't do. We, we, a recent one we did uh, uh, the other day was we didn't do it. We did a body cam for Don't Stop, uh, Don't Open Till Christmas. We should have done the shag cams. Oh. How many did she shag in the whole film? Right, who's going to watch it again? Shocking on me. Not me. Maybe, maybe we can do that as a raffle prize at a live show. <laughs> How many shags? To win a copy. Oh, yeah. We are. I have got a copy and I do not want to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me on <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Instagram and Insta-man. Twitter. Instagram. 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 That's, that's virtual sexuality. Not, <laughs> not a bad film. Fuck <laughs> off. Fucking terrible film. Fuck off. You oh, can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, at Tom Hodkinson. Tom spelled T H O M because I've run out of reasons to find out why I've done that. It took 12. Yeah, maybe you're wrong, <laughs> dear listener. So, we have been the best of worst of British. Thank you for listening. We'll, um, we'll what be we back doing next, next week. Uh, I'm being professional. <laughs> Barely. <laughs>
Thank you for listening. We have been the best of worst of British. Yeah, and uh, next we week... didn't enjoy this film, but I'm still oh. holding out. I'm still holding out for a good one for the end of the series. Next well, week we are watching Over to Lorcan. Uh, we're going to watch Cashback, which is as horrible an experience, I suspect, as when you ask for cashback and they say you don't have enough money to get cash back. Oh. That happened to me as a student. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's um, take how it. can you have cash back when you're, say, poor? <laughs> Next week we are watching Cashback. I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea. We've got, we've got a couple more episodes of the, until the end of the series where we're going to analyse all of the films we've watched into a table of death. And yeah. the loser, <laughs> we're going to lob off a balcony. <laughs> we're so close See to if he can take his clothes off before it reaches the end. <laughs> so uh, we're also possibly planning live stuff. So, you know. Get Keep following us on all the social medias and we'll let you know. So we are very close to the end now. Uh, for the last hour and a bit, we have been taking the piss out of a film that you know people had to write, and you know, I, well, I don't say script edit didn't happen, uh, but you know, they put a bit of effort in, they put a shift in. Uh, this week, well, I spent my Friday watching and having to double watch to get the notes for a really terrible Carry On film. So I've clearly got a big life, and I. Uh, I'm not lonely in the slightest. Uh, yes. He sent us <laughs> selfies whilst he was doing I it. I did, yeah. yes. <laughs> I, I sent selfies to these two on WhatsApp whilst uh, watching this terrible film. So that's what I do with my time. And I criticise the fact that he wouldn't be able to take notes whilst doing that. <laughs> do your job! <laughs> so that's what I've been doing this week. Uh, I am not one to judge. Neither is either of us too. The other two either. So uh, please but keep tuned in because we'll continue to judge things. We will. We will be judging it. Judging is what we do best. Uh, but yes, thank you for listening. Uh, join us next week, and shall we say goodbye? Oh yes, I am love crazy. <laughs> he is. Is that a red car? <laughs> 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 <laughs>